Hi, welcome to Life After Baby. I'm your host, Leslie Hudson. From bottles to books, diapers to dorms, and everything in between, each week I interview parenting experts to help me navigate life as a new mom. So today's guest is Kara Cordini. She is a marketing communication specialist by day. She's done all types of communication from PR to editorial to advertising to content marketing. By night, she is the author of Hello Westchester, a blog dedicated to life in Westchester. She lives in, lives in Westchester with her husband, three kids, almost eight, six and two, and her two cats. Thanks for joining me today, Kara. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so I write Hello Restor- Westchester, which is um, a blog I started a couple years ago um, about living in Westchester. And it's really just kind of a collection of everything that is going on, um, just trying to organize it in one place. I write about, about education and new restaurants that are coming to town, government activities, uh, new developments, things on the sustainability front, events. Um, really, it's anything that's kind of happening in the the town. It's just like, that's kind of my, my rule is I try to keep it focused on things that are happening here, um, just to kind of keep it easy for the audience. Yeah. Now, did you, did you start with just news and then add in other things or have you always done a mix of what's going on in town? It's always been kind of a mix because it's kind of been an evolution of trying to figure out what was needed. I, I, I think there's a there's a problem in the communication and, and people not knowing what's going on. Um, but what is the best answer is not really easy. So um, I think I tried a couple different approaches um, before I kind of settled where I am, which is really kind of a um, really focusing on a roundup style post a week um, where we talk about all the things that are happening that really just make it easy to kind of um, quickly stay informed and, and know what's going on so that you're not missing any big things um, that you know what's going on and you'll have to go, um, you know, visit 20 different sites or try to dig through things that are not relevant to you um, in, in life here. So um, that's kind of really now become the, the anchor. Um, and then I like to fill in with things that are not being covered. So other topics that somebody will mention that I've not seen other places. Um, I will try to kind of do a little more of a, a deep dive on those or, or focus on those or do a little write up, you know, trying to um, cover some of the things that maybe aren't quite high profile enough to, to make it into the newspaper or, you know, so, but they're still important to the people that live here or would be if they knew about them. So, um, so it's kind of been that kind of hybrid approach of of sharing what's already out there. And then when something isn't being talked about, kind of doing it myself. Yeah, I feel like you kind of touched on this, but what prompted you to start your blog? I actually started, well, I kind of got the idea when I, um, after my first um, son was born, I went back to work for a little while and then I decided it was just too much with my husband working full-time and me working full-time and commuting and travel one of us kind of had to step back. And so I did, I decided to stay home uh, for a little while with with my son. Um, But when I first did that, what I learned was that I'd broken all my ties with my support system because I'd been relying heavily on my coworkers. They were the ones I would see every day. So they were the ones that were giving me the parenting advice and they were the ones that were kind of helping me navigate this transition um, to motherhood. And then I was at home 
and they were like 40 minutes away. So it was no longer convenient. I wasn't seeing them every day. And so I kind of had to start rebuilding that network and making new connections. And in this new world, the thing that tied us together was proximity, we were location, you know, and meet people in the park or um, at the library. And those moms started kind of filling in that background. And when they did, I learned so many things that were happening around town, you know, things that I hadn't been aware of before because I wasn't involved in those circles. And I realized how much I was missing out on. And I didn't really know of a good place to go to get that information um, without going a bunch of different places and talking to a bunch of different people. Um, and then at the same time, or a little later, I then also volunteered at the, with the borough and a sustainability committee. And, and when I was there, I had the same kind of awakening of, wow, there's a lot going on around here that I didn't know about. Things that if you don't know people, you may not know were happening. And I just didn't quite, I didn't think that was right. And I didn't think we were doing a really good job communicating what was going around, on around town. So it was like kind of, they started, that started bubbling up, like how can we do a better job of, of telling people what we're working on and telling people what we're doing and, um, and kind of working through the channels with the group led me to think, well, maybe it just needs to be somebody who does this. Um, and so that's kind of what I started doing. I started doing it for my own education. And then I decided, well, maybe other people would find it useful. And so then I started kind of sharing it. And like I said, it's kind of evolved in time, but that was kind of the idea of like, just trying to help everybody be a little more informed and, and just aware of what was going on. Yeah, I feel like I kind of had similar situations when it came to creating this podcast because, you know, I felt like there's so much great education out there for, uh, you know, from the minute you get pregnant to you deliver and then it switches right to the babies. And I, I really felt like, you know, I needed, there should be a resource out there to kind of talk more about who's part of life and navigating motherhood because it's, you know, unlike anything you ever, ever been through before and it's a completely different and unique experience for everyone. So um, I think it, it's great that you just, you know, you decided that people need this information out there and I'm going to just be the one to deliver it all in one place. Yes. Um, so I would imagine, um, what, it, what does your week look like as far as, you know, how long does it take you to, to look for stories, write stories, and then your publishing schedule? Um, looking in, in is kind of constant, you know, you, in the morning before, you know, when I'm drinking my coffee, you know, I will peruse and just see kind of, and then I'll flag things that I think are interesting in sources and that's kind of what I do. I really take a lot of screenshots. So like if I'm social, I'll just screenshot a post so that it's kind of all collected and then I can just, you know, sit down and write it up. Um, I do most of the writing at night after everybody's gone to bed and we've kind of cleaned up. But that's kind of usually when I get a little quiet time and I'll come upstairs and I'll, you know, kind of type up either what I found or, you know, or email other people and try to answer, ask some questions, that kind of stuff. So that's usually how I try to do it. Um, it did get a little crazy with COVID. I mean, that got a little bit tough, I have to say, you know, like that whole nice separation, just those walls all came down and, <sighs> and it was a lot of soup, but you know, as far as trying to get things done, but, um, but that's usually how I try to do it. Yeah. I feel like parents before COVID and now, especially afterward, you know, are getting very creative. I, I know I plan my 
activities and my schedules around nap time. So I think the nine to five is an evolve. It's yeah. Which is, you know, good and bad in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. I know you have your roundup on Friday. Do you have news <laughs> come out every day or is it? I usually try to do two posts a, a week if I can. So um, full like write-ups, blog posts. And then I will post on social. Um, so I'll do kind of either s- smaller write-ups for Instagram, try to imit- imitate kind of the New York Times where it's like a image a picture with some background rather than just a, you know, just a catchy little slogan. So I usually, I'll do the, a couple of those a week as well. But that's about right now, I think all I can kind of manage to commit to. Three kids and a job would keep you busy in itself. <laughs> it does. Especially with a, with a two, six and eight year old that that Andrews are keep you busy. And when did you start it? You said a few years ago? Between like two years ago. I think I've been doing it commit like regularly for two years now. Okay. Um, I think before I did like a couple posts here and there, but didn't really have any sort of consistency for a little while. I was like kind of playing around in them. So since you're always on the lookout for news, uh, have there been things about Westchester that surprised you when doing all your writing? Yeah. I mean, how much is actually happening? I think to me was, is, was surprising when I, we first moved here, we, we kind of came because we liked the downtown It had great restaurants and things, but I kind of always thought of it as like a soup, sleepy little borough town. And then getting involved with the gut, like with the borough on the committee, I, I saw all the stuff that was happening, all the things that we were doing as far as like um, sustainability initiatives and getting ready for 100 and trying to get rid of um, going 100% um, ener- or electric free. I'm not sure how, what they say, but, um, you know, trying to get off of the... Um, like anyway, just renewable. trying to, yeah, renewable. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was surprising. I didn't know how much was going on there. And, and just other things. Last year, we covered kind of the closing of the summer camp. That was a surprise. My kid had, had gone to it. And I know several friends had come, gone to it in the borough and like, and the borough just kind of decided to get rid of it. And it was really kind of, they snuck it through without anybody paying attention and we were kind of able to catch it and get a group together that kind of went and lobbied for its return and we did end up you know kind of saving it until COVID hit and then they, mm. that was the end that kind of was like ugh. like you know things that you're not paying attention to mm-hmm. um you know people you know do go go ahead so yeah those are a couple of the things I think that we've learned I didn't really appreciate it until I had my daughter of how many kids activities are around in the area. I knew, you know, that Westchester did so many festivals, but and this is obviously before COVID that, that we could go to five activities a day and that are just like the free part. And it's, it's really cool to see so much available. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's, what's been so exciting, except the only way to know about those five activities kind of in the past has been to follow those five different mm-hmm. entities on social or, you know, because they're each posting in their own channel. So that's like, that was part of it is like, okay, can we do that where we can do it all in one place where you can just kind of look and say, oh, because there was a lot more event coverage, you know, when there were more events, but like, oh, what's <laughs> happening this weekend in town? Like, it's just kind of nice to know that. And there's really cool things. Uh, another thing that reminds me um, is Westchester University does a lot of cool events that I had not been aware of, you know, free mm-hmm. concerts, um, and free public events or, ga- or gallery openings, things like that, that I just had no idea. And then in doing the research, I started getting turned on to all those things too. And I was like, well, that's really cool. You know, outdoor concerts, you know, if you're in the area. Yeah. And I, I think you do a really good job of covering, you know, 
these, hey, these are, you know, activities that are great for the kids, or if you want date night, and you have a really good range of events, too, which I feel like sometimes, you know, you'll go to a site, and you're like, oh, that's really good for this person, but what about the rest of the family? I try to keep it fairly broad, because I would like, you know, I think everybody needs to be informed, and so I try not to make it too, you know, family-centric or too kid-centric, which is, is tough when, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it's like, it does tend to be... <laughs> They tend to drive a lot, so um, mm. thank you. So you are obviously very busy, a lot on your plate. How do you juggle everything? Well, I, like I said, I try to keep the kind of the schedule. I work during the day and then kind of the kids before and after, and then after they go to bed, that's when I get a chance to kind of work on, on the blog. Um, and sometimes on weekends, on nap time, you know, I'll take a, I'll take advantage of that too. And then sneak away for an hour or so and, and write, but yeah, it's, it's a balancing act. And I mean, as much as there are so many really cool stories out there that I would love to write about, um, really to dig in more deeply on newer, st- you know, on things that people have tipped me off to that I was like, Oh, we really should dig into that and see what's going on and learn more. Those are the, unfortunately the stories that seem to take a backseat right now. It's more of, you know, sharing, you know, focusing on sharing what's been done and, and writing up the things that we can't, I can in a, in a more compact manner, quicker, you know, things that require, you know, talking to maybe one or two people rather than trying to dig deeper into a topic. So I try to do it. I'd love to do it, but it's, it's, that's where time just becomes, you know, you, you just run out of it. Absolutely. It's only so many hours in the day. And I am not one of those people that can do the, the four hours sleep thing, you know, like it'd be nice, but I need, I need my full eight hours. So. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because my husband is that he can like four hours, he's ready to go. And uh, we know he's really tired when he needs coffee. Whereas I'm like, oh, I only had six hours of sleep. Don't talk to me yet. And I am definitely more in your camp than the ready to go after four. I wish it. It'd be a great way to get some more hours, but no. Right? I can't do it. No, I just like sleeping. I do too. It's a great thing. Um, well, we could probably talk about how busy you are all day, but we have to take a quick break. Um, to, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. A Taste of Olive carries high quality extra virgin olive oils, balsamic vinegars, and gourmet goods from artisans around the world. They have two locations in Chestnut Hill and Westchester, Pennsylvania. You can also find recipes, shop, or find more information at www.atasteofolive.com. Use the coupon code FAMILY for 10% off your order. Happy cooking! Well, welcome back to Life After Baby. I'm here with Kara of Hello Westchester, and we're talking about all things blogging and news and activities going on in Westchester. So uh, I know these are pro- these are definitely two different questions. So um, prior to quarantine, what were some of your favorite places to go with the kids and what have you discovered since quarantine? Uh, yeah, before quarantine, uh, we are lucky enough to live across the street from Borough Park. Um, so we spent a lot of time in the park. Um, we also, you know, and actually all the playgrounds, we've, we've visited them all in Westchester. Uh, I usually like to drop, you know, swing by one after I pick the kids up from school. We'll go get a couple hours, you know, and 
a few minutes outside, you know, run around. Um, we also regulars at the library. Um, Westchester has a great public library, um, which we like to take advantage of. Um, we belong to the YMCA uh, in town and we go to their pool a lot, you know, especially during the summer. Um, we like the growers market on Saturdays and in the French bakery town town. Um, it's kind of fun to stop by there too. Um, since COVID, um, we kind of have, we've shifted things up a little bit. Um, we still spend a lot of time in our park. We don't go to so many of the others as much. Um, we've actually, we were turned on to Bailey's Dairy, um, which is a farm just outside of Westchester, um, where we've been going to get kind of our milk and eggs and ice cream, um, which has been really cool because it's a great place and it's outdoors and there's the farm animals. So the kids get like a change of scenery. Um, you don't have to deal with the crowds at the supermarket or worry about, you know, all the people there. So to pick up kind of a few essentials, it's, it's been a nice, you know, shift in the shopping routine. We also any time to get ice cream is a great time in my book. I know, especially when it's homemade, you know, it's, yeah. it's great. It's, it's excellent ice cream too. So I highly recommend it. Uh, another thing I was, and before COVID, um, I was, I knew of, I thought I had a good idea of how many parks are around here, but I feel like especially ones that are aimed for smaller kids, I'm like, there are so many parks. Yeah, that was something I learned um, from writing the blog. Yeah, there's 12 parks in Westchester. I had no idea we had that many parks in the borough itself. So it's like, wow, that's a lot. And there's some really cute ones. I mean, ones that you wouldn't thought of checking out. And there we go. Those are nice. Yeah. I feel like definitely being a parent gets helps you especially with older kids, like you get very creative as far as uh, activities and exploring new places. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely the case, especially with COVID, especially since we weren't really going a lot of places, a lot of creativity, a lot of, you know, making our own fun, you know, there was yeah. a tree that went down in the park across from us and the kids spent like, I don't know, two weeks straight climbing on it and that was their new playground because the playgrounds were all closed so there you go that sounds like yeah. a good playground to me um so during all of this craziness what have you found that has kept you sane during quarantine uh well one of the things i i started running again um i started a little bit before the quarantine but i really kind of committed to it in it in the during quarantine because it's been really a great way to kind of um get some time to myself and kind of get the exercise which is a nice stress relief and you know also kind of get some quiet time um away from everyone and all that's going on in this when everybody's in the house you know it's just nice to kind of step away um and, and and that distance is good i i did try doing yoga for a little while and i it was gorgeous spring day and i'd set the mat up in the yard and because i'd seen people do it in the park i'm like this is going to be nice, you know, and I had my, my whole, you know, the whole virtual class up and I'm like, it was nice for like five minutes and then the kids found me and it was all of a sudden it was like, this is, this is not Zen anymore. So I went back to the running. <laughs> they can't, they can't catch me out there. There you go. I know every time I break out my yoga mat at home, doesn't matter where they are. One of my cats will just immediately be on the mat. I'm like, dude, you were like sleeping in the other room and yet you're right here. So I definitely understand the put on your laces and just get out the door <laughs> feeling. I know you had talked about earlier about uh, resources. Do you have any favorite parenting resources 
uh, in general and then any go-to local ones that you like? I think some, I mean, for me, when I was part, my resources were, were the other moms, it was kind of the mom network. Um, I relied heavily on them and they were all kind of people I had met through local programs. Um, the story time at the YMC or at the public library is kind of essential if you're local. It's really hard to get into though. Um, so make sure you sign up exactly at 10 a.m. when they open that or you're not getting in. Um, but it, it was great as far as like meeting, you know, different moms um, who then kind of turned me on to other things in the borough that were going on in other programs. And um, so that to me was really where I kind of got the bulk of my knowledge was from moms. And it's been handy because because it's all proximity based. I'm now seeing them again at the elementary school level, you know, is, you know, we may have dispersed during preschool because you pick where you go. Um, we're seeing them again, you know, in elementary school, which is nice to have that kind of like, again, as you're navigating a new landscape, you know, kindergarten and what to expect and how does this, you know, work and how do you be a elementary school mom. It's, it's been nice having kind of that, that group back again. Um, but no, I think to your, to your point and why you probably started this in the first place is I didn't really have a lot of success finding things that I could really rely on. Uh, I know there's a couple mom groups here, but I think they were very popular. I tried to get into one and it was, um, I, I don't know what happened, but it didn't, it didn't work. But, um, and, you know, I read a few books, but really they, they were useful in the moment, but really kind of that long lasting was more of just the connections through the other moms. Yeah, uh, I, I am in, I'm in a few groups, but I think the, my favorite one is the Westchester PA moms. I feel like it's, um, it's a, again, it, it's a good mix of posts. Sometimes it's just people you know, who have a problem and immediately you have 17 different solutions or um, that's actually how I found quite a few people that will, um, you know, like, oh, this park is perfect for little kids and um, kind of discovering those new things. Yeah, that's true. I do use them a lot. You know, they're a lot of, and they're very active. You know, you post anything oh, yeah. and you get like responses in no time. Yep. I feel like especially it was like when I was nursing at 2am, you could just pop on a group and someone would answer or. Yeah. So that was at least good because knew someone else was at least awake. <laughs> um, so again, uh, motherhood is very much learning on the job and you gain so much in becoming a mom. Um, so if you could go back in time and give your pregnant self some advice, what would you tell yourself? Uh, keep, kind of keep your goals low. Um, when I was pregnant, my pregnancy thankfully was pretty, pretty easy. Uh, and I was like, okay, I, would, I was working full time. Um, and I had all these ideas of what I was going to do in that, you know, um, in my maternity leave of what I was going to accomplish and how much I was going to get done. And, and I didn't get anything done. And, and I think that was, that was straining for me emotionally. Cause I was like, I wasn't really getting what I wanted done, done. Um, I actually wasn't getting anything done, which was, I was taking hard. And I think going in with more realistic expectations, especially with the first one, or no expectations of just like, okay, if you can get, you know, through the day and get this kid in bed and, you know, get some sleep, then that's a successful day and, and leave it at that. Anything you get done on top of that probably would have seemed like a win. 
rather than, you know, as a loss, which is kind of where I think um, I, I was viewing it because I wasn't getting anywhere near done what I thought I was going to get done, you know, so um, that would be kind of my advice to myself is just, you know, just try to do what you're supposed to do and not worry about trying to do other things on top of it. I agree. I, I know it was definitely a struggle to, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, before I could do this, 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 and then, like you said, you're like, well, I fed her, I changed her 17 times, and I got to the end of the day, and that's about it. Um, I think that's very important advice. Um, and if you could tell yourself the three months in the thick of it, you, uh, what advice would you give for dealing with newborn life? It gets easier. I mean, I, I know everybody's a little bit different. Um, our first was, was kind of a handful. Um, it wasn't a great sleeper. Um, and so I think for, you know, and, and other people had given me this advice at the time, you know, it's like, you can make it through those first three months. Um, it will get better. And it's so, so I just kind of think keeping that in mind, um, it was helpful. And I think, you know, everybody's, you know, ex experience are different. So I think if it's, it's a hard one, it does usually, it does usually get better. I'm sure there's occasions where unfortunately it doesn't, but in general it will, and you just kind of take it day by day and, and you'll find they do start sleeping a little bit more. <laughs> you can kind of understand. And you, you inherit a whole nother set of problems, but you know, at least the initial ones get easier. At least it's some kind of a routine and you can kind of predict and you know what cry means what. And then of course they get a tooth and it changes. And it, like you said, a whole nother thing, but at least for that it's easier. Um, so that's really great advice. So we actually have to move on to our last segment. It's called the Parent Pop Quiz. And life with kids is unexpected, and so are the questions in this segment. So we are going to spin our wheel and see what question you land on. What is the most ridiculous piece of advice you received when you were pregnant? Good question. Uh, uh, I remember one time, and for some reason it was with the first kid, and not so much with the second and third, but with the first one, I got a lot of people approaching me randomly um, places, and um, one woman approached me in the in the supermarket and and started and learned my my husband's last name is Italian. And she started giving me all these name rec uh, recommendations for our son that were very, very, very Italian. <laughs> uh, it was like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Those are very nice names. Those are very, very nice. I'm not sure we will be using them, but thank you. Yeah. She's very insistent about them too. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's very interesting. It's like the minute you get pregnant, it somehow, for some reason, it like opens up to the universe. Like, oh, we have to tell you everything about pregnancy and advice. And I, I feel like I got so many times where people were like, oh yeah, you know, I had morning sickness for nine months, or like this happened to me. I'm like, I didn't know that was possible. So please, I don't, I don't want to hear stories and like delivery stories. Like when I was doing three weeks, like let's just just pause on that guys <laughs> <laughs> it is true it's true people do they do open up <laughs> yeah, I mean it's appreciative but you're like oh, okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, people want to learn more about Westchester, where can they find you online? Uh, the, we the website is hellowestchesterpa.com um, and also on Facebook and on Instagram. And basically, if you searched Hello Westchester in any of those, it will come up. Um, so, but yeah, that's where we're at. We're also on Twitter, but nobody else is, so that's okay. <laughs> I followed you today on Twitter. Actually. Oh, good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I, I started this podcast uh, to help new parents navigate postpartum life. And for our last question, uh, what is your advice for new parents? I, I would say everybody's experience is different. Um, and I think, you know, like you were saying, people love to give advice. People love to share their stories. And, you know, sometimes it's tempting to compare where you're at to where other people are at or, or to follow that advice. And I think it's just, you know, I think it's important just to keep in mind that, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's experience is different. Everybody's baby's different. You know, some babies sleep all the time and, and some babies don't, you know, so um, not to necessarily second guess yourself all the time. It, it doesn't kind of align with what other people are experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so Kara, thank you so much for joining us today. I know uh, I always look forward to your newsletters on Fridays, and now I, I can I know a little bit more about you, so it's even better. Well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun, um, and um, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so today's episode was brought to you by A Taste of Olive. A Taste of Olive sells high-quality olive oils, balsamic vinegars, gourmet goods from artisans around the world. You can visit their website at www.tasteofolive.com and enter the code FAMILY to save 10% off your order. We'd like to thank Kara for joining us today. And thanks for tuning into Life After Beak. This show is a production of Crimson Planet Media and our theme song was created by Doug Keller. When the kids are finally asleep, visit our website at www.lifeafterbabyshow.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Life After Baby Show. And don't forget to take care of yourself so you can take better care of them.